Today on the Church Next podcast, Christian yoga instructor Allison LaBianca tells us how the practice of the ancient meditation and fitness tradition of yoga can bring us closer to God. Hi everyone, welcome to the Church Next podcast. My name is Elizabeth Brignac and I'm going to be your host today. I am going to share with you, I almost never start by talking about a class that we're making, but I have to talk about this one because I'm so excited about it. We just came out with a course called Understanding Systemic Racism, which we did with Ivy Forsyth Brown, a professor at the University of Michigan at Dearborn, and with Thomas Ferguson, who is a priest up in Sandwich, Massachusetts. He's the rector of St. John's Episcopal Church. And this class is a six-session exploration of the history of systemic racism, and it focuses in particular on the history of the Episcopal Church's involvement with systemic racism and what we can do to move forward to become beloved community, as our presiding bishop has called us to do. And it's a free course. It would be terrific for Lent, and I just wanted to make people aware of it because I think it's going to be a terrific resource. Okay, so you came here for holy yoga, and that is now what you're going to get. Like prayer, yoga has been used by many religious traditions to inspire peace, to awaken mindfulness, to draw people closer to the divine presence that surrounds us all. Many people associate yoga with Hinduism. Today, Christian yoga instructor Allison LaBianca points out that yoga predates Hinduism. It was used heavily by Hinduism, but it can be used by people of every faith to draw nearer to God. Through her work with holy yoga, Allison has learned about how the practice of yoga can enhance our prayer lives and awareness of Jesus in and around us. She talks about the history of yoga, about yoga as a spiritual practice, Christian themes in yoga, and she talks about how to practice Christian yoga. She's actually been practicing yoga for years. She was international director of a program called Holy Yoga until 2019. The program trains instructors in leading Christian yoga. It provides materials for rich holy yoga programs. It offers many online holy yoga experiences, particularly in the wake of the pandemic. A lot of its materials have moved online. Allison has taught yoga internationally. She specialized in using the discipline to heal trauma victims. So you can learn more about holy yoga at holyyoga.net. Quaker theologian Richard Foster calls holy yoga a way of sowing to the spirit, God's way of putting us where God can work within us and transform us. Allison and other Christian practitioners of holy yoga engage the discipline as one that helps Christians come alive spiritually. The ancient practice of yoga predates, as I mentioned before, Hinduism. It has been used by practitioners of Hinduism to create a spiritually open space for a prayer and meditation. In the past few decades, Christians have begun to utilize this ancient discipline in the worship of God. Holy yoga practitioners actively use their bodies, their breathing, and meditation to focus their minds. Yoga allows them to create space within their minds and in their lives to be filled with the Spirit of God. Allison discusses the history of yoga. She talks about ways in which Christians have utilized the practice. 
In her first talk, she talks about our culture's rising interest in yoga as a response to our increasingly busy and noisy lives. Whether we're driving kids to various activities or working multiple jobs or extra hours at one job or there's so many things that we crowd into our lives. And Allison discusses yoga in the context of excessive busyness. Now, since we recorded this class, the COVID-19 pandemic has emerged. And as we deal with the continuing stress of the COVID pandemic, Allison's ideas are incredibly helpful as ways to manage the barrage of alarming input from the world. Which variant is on the rise? We're returning to the community in a world of very conflicting information. There's social and political tension. This is a great time to start exploring yoga as a way of managing stress and connecting with God. It's popular because it helps us to reconnect, to slow down, to breathe. Yoga cannot solve our problems, but it can help us manage our response. What I believe in the West, why it's becoming so popular, is we live such fast-paced lives. There's so much going on. We're running from one thing to the next. And so I think that people are really seeing a need to slow down. Um, there's so much stress involved with living that kind of life. And so people are just looking for a way to pause, to learn how to stay connected to the present moment, to their own breath. Um, and so it's yoga is a great way to de-stress, to take a pause out of all the crazy and kind of come back to an inner um, an inner calm and an, even trying to bring that into the outer chaos. And so I think that's kind of a big thing for a lot of people is like, I'm just so stressed. I need to, I need to take a yoga class. Another big thing is um, a lot of times when I ask students, what, what are you hoping to get out of this? Two big things are flexibility and strength. So they come for those things because those really tie together well in yoga. Other people, it's back issues or other kind of pain management. Yeah, so people might start to come at first for flexibility, increased strength, back pain or pain management. But I think what ends up starting to happen as they get more connected and involved is they start to realize that there's a lot more going on because we are interconnected. So as they're moving on their mat, they're starting to see they're becoming more self-reflective and they are able to be more self-aware of what's going on because yoga is about taking time to slow down to to say like where am I at today where is my body at I need to listen to what's going on back off when I need to maybe it's time to take healthy risk here so I think that people start to realize that they can be more reflective about their inner world about their own body and um, also they can tend to find more compassion and grace for themselves and for other people. And so what I love about it is then they start to take these things off the mat and they start to live into that a little bit more. They can reflect um, more deeply into the day-to-day -day life and they are able to be more gracious with other people, with them, their own selves, because of what they're learning on the mat. It translates so amazingly into day-to-day into -day life. Um, but then I think the final thing that is a really big one is that yoga is a really empowering practice. And so um, people, like I have a good friend, she would, was never able to reach down and touch her toes without straightening her legs. She would always just be like dangling. And she just started coming for one month. And after a month, she just was able to fully place her hands down. And for her, that was like so exciting because you see, you see the growth. Like you just show up and just by showing up, 
change is happening, and I think people get really excited about that, and it makes them want to come for more and, and try try deeper things, try newer poses, get into it. They see they can hold a pose longer. They can do things they never thought they could do. And so I think that really empowers a lot of people, and not just like in their practice, but then it helps them know how to take risks in other areas of life, which I think is really really exciting. I think a lot of times people also are feeling like there's something missing in their life and because yoga does have a lot of spiritual um, connectedness to it, people, I mean, depend all different religions, like people are wanting to come because they're feeling like they're just lost. And so because of the meditation part of yoga, which isn't necessarily always in a Western class, but you can definitely find it. I think that people are realizing the need for something greater in their life, like they can't manage things on their own. And so coming to yoga and meditating, um, finding that stillness helps them feel connected to something deeper in their spirit. In her second talk, Allison discusses yoga as a spiritual discipline that many religions have utilized. We can use it to immerse ourselves using our bodies as well as our minds and hearts into the will of God. So yoga definitely has a spiritual aspect to it, but before I get into some of that, I want to just kind of um, lay out a lot of fear with Christians can be that yoga is um, part of Hindu religion. And I just want to say that yoga actually predates Hinduism, and it wasn't created by Hindus, but it was co-opted by them and incorporated as part of their religion. And so this is like the key thing I think to remember is that yoga itself is not a religion. It's just a spiritual practice that um, Hindus have incorporated into their religion. So kind of like with Christians in prayer, um, we prayer is central to our lives as Christians, and yet most other religions also utilize prayer. But um, because of that, because it's integral to our faith, we don't discard it, dis disregard it because of other religions. And so that's what I think is important to remember is that same thing with yoga, just because other religions might use yoga, it doesn't doesn't mean Christians cannot use it. It really is, like if we go to the scriptures, all over Jesus is talking about seeing their heart, seeing the heart behind what people are doing. It's not always about, he's like, yeah, you might be speaking about me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. So he really sees the reason that, that we are doing the things we're doing. So I don't think we need to fear yoga because if our heart is meditating on God, then there really is freedom in that. And that's kind of what holy yoga is wanting to be about, is to see that this is a precious gift and a tool that God's given us to really benefit and deepen our relationship with him. Um, and so, you know, Mark 12, 30 talks about love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength or your body. And I think that oftentimes we, we um, completely leave out the body part and we just focus on heart, mind, and spirit. And yet... Um, the body is central to it. So, you know, when I'm feeling a lot of emotional stress, I'm going to feel it in my body. I get a headache. My shoulders get tight. Like we can't act as though we're not connected. And so I think that um, that's what holy yoga is about, wanting to bring these together, move on our mat, and let it all come up. Like as we're moving our bodies, stuff's happening. Like think emotions are coming to the surface that we maybe didn't even realize we were holding on to. You know, especially like as you're moving into hip stretches. The hips are a place where we store a lot of our um, 
a lot of our emotions. And so people will find themselves crying on their mats and they don't, they're like, is this normal? I don't know what's going on. And it's just emotions are coming to the surface. And sometimes we don't have words for them, but our body is holding on to it. And so as we're moving, as those emotions come up, we're saying like, Lord, we invite you in here. Like reveal to us what's going on or bring healing. And so I think it really helps to, um, in moving our body, the emotions come up, the stuff in our heart. Um, we also breathe in and slow down and start to say, like, the, just notice what thoughts consume us and surrender them to God. And so it really, um, it's it's really a practice that's best experienced, and yet there's so much that goes on on all the levels, you know, heart, soul, mind, body, it's all happening in a yoga practice. And in holy yoga, we're, we're bringing the Word of God into that, and there is power there. Um, I have a friend who called me one day. She was having a, she was feeling like she was about to have a panic attack and full of anxiety. And she just asked me to come over and lead her in some yoga. And so I just went over and we just practiced some deep breathing and some gentle postures. And after 45 minutes, she was just like, okay, I feel like I, all week her chest was so tight. She's like, I finally feel like a freedom. I'm relaxed. Like after 45 minutes of just moving and breathing. And so like the spirit is there, like, God is in this practice, um, and when we just create the space to worship Him and come before Him in all those facets, heart, soul, mind, body, there is transformation that happens that um, can't always be put to words, but it really is powerful, and I've seen a lot of people meet with Jesus in deep ways just by coming to a holy yoga class. In her third talk, Allison discusses ways in which yoga can help Christians live as God wants us to. Yoga emphasizes practices that the Bible encourages for Christians. Psalm 46, for example, says, Be still and know that I am God. The Bible emphasizes quiet listening. Practitioners of holy yoga use the discipline to make space in their minds for listening to God. break down some of the Christian themes of yoga. Um, meditation is a big part of a yoga practice. And so we know that the Bible talks a lot about meditating on the Word of God. If you go to the Psalms all over it saying, you know, I meditate on your word day and night, I write it on my heart. Um, and so, and it, you know, it says when we meditate on the Word of God, you'll be like a tree planted by streams of water. And so within holy yoga, as we're meditating on the Word of God, there's something you know, the, the kinesthetic learning when you're when you're meditating on the word of God and moving with it and interacting with it with your body, it really does um, it does go deep. It's not something that the next day you're gonna forget. I had a woman come up to me after class yesterday, uh, or on Saturday when I taught, and she said, You know, I I went to journal yesterday and I remembered the scripture you talked about a couple of weeks ago and she's like, I was so surprised that I remembered it, but it's, it's just spoke so deeply to me. And I, um, God was really at work with, within my own heart on that scripture. And she's like, just the fact that I could remember it amazed her. And so really there is, there is a big part of having this moving meditation that I think helps people really root deeper into the word of God. And it, and it does start to, um, stay on the heart and transform how we live out our day. Um, another big part of yoga is attentive listening and quieting the mind. And so within 
within the word of God, we hear, be still and know that I am God. And stillness is not something that we're good at. And so yoga really does help us come in that. It's not just a posture, but it's um, a practice of the mind. And so what we do in holy yoga, it is just always staying connected to the breath, coming back to the breath, staying present, quieting, like letting the breath be a way, like we, we say you kind of like exhale out whatever um, is distracting you. And as you inhale, you're inhaling the word of God, you're inhaling the presence of God. And so, and just that constant like exhaling out what doesn't need to be there, inhaling his love, inhaling his grace. And that um, there is something that it just helps us kind of like sort through all the chaos in our minds and just get quiet before God and make space to just say, I'm here. Like, I just want to hear you. And so um, that's how we make that connection with just in typical yoga, just kind of quieting the mind here. We're saying like, we want to be still and know God. Um Another part of yoga is about union. The word yoga means to yoke or to bind. And so within holy yoga, we say we want to yoke or bind ourselves to the holy, to the sacred. And so there, that's John 15, you know, talking about the vine and the branches, abide in me, I will abide in you, stay, remain in me, you will bear much fruit. And so this is kind of the way within holy yoga we live that out as we stay connected to him, we stay rooted um, into who he is through this practice, through meditation, through worship, through um, just cultivating a quiet, an inner quiet to hear him. And then finally, another the last one that has comes to mind is um, within yoga, they talk about controlling your mind or the senses and kind of having mastery over your own self. Well, as Christians, we really lean into Ephesians 6 about putting on the armor of God, letting him be our shield, putting on his truth and his righteousness and, and totally just offering our fullness to him, trusting that he is our protector. He is the one who... Um, leads us forward and so we don't have to master our own selves but that we have this higher power that that is for us that cares for us that defends us so for me personally the way I connect with this and how it takes me deeper is there are times I don't have the words for what's going on like I just I feel a lot of emotions there's uh, you know life is overwhelming to me um, and I I just kind of can't see the way I, I feel lost and all I do like I'll just roll out my mat in my room I'll put on maybe I'll just put on music or I'll read a scripture that I feel like has just been connecting me and I'll just like lay in a child's pose and just breathe and and I'll just find myself crying or I'll, I'll just move my body to the worship music or you know to whatever way I want to connect in that moment with God and and I do I feel like the breath brings me back I feel like I even 10 minutes of it just it's just such a way for me to say, like, I'm going to intentionally pause here and say, like, Lord, I'm overwhelmed and I need you and I'm just going to be and move and breathe with you. And every time I feel peace, like, even if I don't have all the answers, he's like, no, I'm here with you and I'm bringing you back to peace and just just be with me, um, move with me, breathe with me. And so, um, yeah, I, don't, I can't always verbalize it. And so that's what I love about holy yoga is that you don't have to have the words. You can, you can let the movement be the words, the prayer, the expression of your heart. And so that, to me, is just such a big reason why this is, this is more than a, a physical practice for me. It is really a deep way for me to, to connect with God.
Finally, Allison discusses how holy yoga approaches the practice of yoga from a different perspective than that brought to traditional yoga. It uses the same practices, but it utilizes them for the worship of God, so the spiritual goals are different. She discusses ways in which holy yoga incorporates scripture and Christian themes, ways in which she perceives holy yoga on a personal level as a profoundly Christian experience. So I'd love to walk you through what it looks like practicing Christian yoga. If you have ever taken a yoga class, then this will look very similar as far as the postures and the poses that we flow through, very similar to other yoga classes. Maybe we aren't using the Sanskrit words. Some teachers do, but um, we might just use um, a Western word for it instead. But what, what really sets holy yoga apart from a typical yoga class is the intention that's set. So an instructor, a holy yoga instructor, will bring a scripture at the start of class. We'll maybe have, at least me personally, you know, I'll have people in a posture where they can kind of be for a couple minutes and just talk through the breath and then read the scripture over them. Maybe share a little bit how, why it's coming up for me, why I'm sharing it. And and what the instructor will do is weave that word throughout the whole practice. So you're constantly coming back to it. Maybe sharing um, how you've been internalizing it as an instructor, what God's doing in it for you, and just kind of bring it, bring questions before the class, you know, just to sit with, but always coming back to whatever that theme is for the day, whatever that class um, scripture is. And so that is a big part of what sets it apart. Um, Another thing that I love to remind my students of is that the Hebrew word for breath is ruach, and ruach means spirit. And um, and I love that connection is that when we're breathing deeply, if you're doing, they say like if if you're not breathing, you're not doing yoga. Like any not just Christian yoga, like any yoga class, the breath is foundational to the to the class. And so say if you're not breathing, you're not doing yoga. Well, here I love it. It's saying like we are desperate and dependent upon the spirit of God in our lives. So as we're breathing, it's that constant reminder of our need for him and that he is present with us in the breath. And on a scientific level, you know, as we breathe deeply, we're engaging the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest. It brings calm. You know, if you've ever, we're about to do some kind of um, thing that makes you nervous, someone says, take a deep breath because it brings peace. And so I love that, how the breath is the spirit of God within us, and he restores peace to us. He says, my peace I give you, and it's always accessible to us. So we can always just breathe and come back to that. So that, I, I just love how that connection, you know, to bring that reminder in a, in a Christian yoga class to say, hey, let's, like, we need the breath. And so don't try to hold your own breath. You know, we say, like, hold the pose, but not the breath, because we need the breath to take us into these deeper places. Um, on a personal level, what I, what, how I connect to holy yoga, um, there's this, there are a few, like, phrases that we say throughout the practice that really connect to me off my mat as well. One of them is getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. And that that was like one of those things that I was like, man, that that's good because there's so many things in life that come for us that we want to get out of. Like it's super uncomfortable. We want to run from it. We, we want to avoid it. Um, but I love in, in holy yoga, you know, we'll be in a pose that's exhausting and you're just like, when are we done with this? But it's like, okay, can I breathe here? Can I pause? Can I stop focusing on wanting to get out of it and just be here, be desperate for the breath, and set my intention on God, like bring my focus to him 
and not on the circumstance and just be here till I'm not here anymore. And there's always an end. Like we're never just in it forever. And so I, I've loved that. Like that has been a big thing for me that I've carried off my mat is when something comes up and like, all right, I'm just going to be here because I know it's not going to be forever. And so that's, that's been a big thing for me. Another one is um, this idea of doing it afraid. You know, there's a lot of postures out there that maybe bring fear because, you know, I, I don't know if I can do that. I don't want to fall on my head. I don't want to, I don't want to look silly, but it's like, no, I'm going to do it afraid. I might fall, but I'm going to get back up and there's grace and I'm going to keep showing up to do this. And so um, not only does it take you deeper in your practice and you grow and you learn how to go into deeper poses, bigger poses, but off the mat in life, I find that I'm, I know how to take risks more because I know the one who holds me. And so I say like, okay, I'm going to do it afraid because all over the Bible says, do not fear, you know? And so we tend to let fear rob us of growth in our own lives. And so that's been another big thing for me. And, um, I think finally, holy yoga is really set apart because it is a practice of grace. I've gone to other yoga studios before and I, they have rubbed me the wrong way because teachers like are just, you know, your hand needs to be like this, not like this. And they just like all these little things, if you're not doing it exactly how they say you're wrong and, and holy yoga is like, Hey, listen to your body, be where you are. You like, you know what you need. And if you need to back off, back off. If you need to just lay in a rest posture, the whole class, do that. Like you, we, we really want people to do what they feel the spirit is leading them into, um, to listen to their body and to take ownership of what, what they need. And so that is a, a big thing I think that sets holy yoga apart is it is a very grace filled practice. That's all about people learning to listen to what's going on, what the spirit is saying and to honor that. And to know that it's going to look different than other people. We're all on a different journey that we might be together, but it's not about competition or being where others are or being where we were yesterday. It's about being where we are today and, um, and knowing that that's enough. Like Jesus just says, like, just come as you are, whatever that is for today. And so that those are some of the key things for me, like as I've gotten into holy yoga that have really, have really been meaningful to me. completes Allison's talk for today. If you'd like to learn more about Holy Yoga, go to holyyoga.net. They have a lot of resources there. If you'd like to explore other Church Next courses or podcasts on prayer, physical prayer, try Walking the Labyrinth with Mel Soriano, Praying in Color with Sybil Macbeth, Contemplative Knitting with Julie Sikora, and The Spirituality of Gardening, and that one might be better for warmer weather, with Christine Sign. We have all of those available as podcasts and as courses online. That's the end of today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about us, go to churchnext.tv. We'll close with a prayer. Forgive the gendered language of this prayer. It's from scripture and the gendered pronouns are pretty embedded, but I love this prayer. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, today and forevermore.